0: Open Books with Claire is a proud member of the Create Vine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Hi, and welcome to Open Books with Claire, where we explore characters and how they drive the stories we love. I'm your host, Claire, and today I am joined by my guest host, Talia. Hi! So today we are going to talk about the book Scarlet, which is written by Marissa Meyer. Uh, Marissa Meyer is a fairly well known author. She's written many fantasy, uh, young adult novels. I do have to warn you that there are going to be spoilers. Okay, we'll try that again. So, uh, the book, Scarlet, is written in third-person point of view with a variety number. Veritable. That's not English. That's fine. Are we... Are we still recording? I am still recording. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Are you still recording? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. We'll just, you know... (laughs) Alex will, uh, you know, have to take this part out. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) Alex. So, the book Scarlet is written in third-person point of view with four narrators. Uh, Talia, would you like to give us a summary of what happens in this book? Sure. So, we're following three different
1: plot lines through the story, and obviously our main character for this book is Scarlet. And since it's based around Red Riding Hood, you see that her grandmother is missing. But um, she continues to do her work. She goes to deliver produce to the restaurant. And there she sees this mysterious, quiet fellow over there just sitting. And it turns out his name is Wolf. She, there's She has a little... Um, you really see her personality shine during the scene as she is yelling at everybody. Um, and she goes home after, um, getting mad at everybody for making fun of Cinder. That's what she was yelling at them about. And, um, she finds her dad. And she hasn't seen her dad in a while since she lives with her grandma. And her dad is kind of going crazy at this point because he was taken captive and he was being questioned and stuff. He was drugged and so uh, Scarlet's like, what happened? What can you remember? And he tells her that there was this tattoo. And when she met Wolf, there was this tattoo on his arm and she, like, makes the connection. So, she goes and finds Wolf. She finds him at a fight club and she's like, excuse me? Like, what are you doing? Um, Wolf kind of runs off and then the next morning he comes to her and then she's like, you gotta help me get my grandma back. And he's like, Uh, do I want to, like, he's unsure, because he used to be part of this gang that has taken her grandma, or he says that he used to be, and finally, he's like, okay, sure, I'll come with you, so they get on this train, and they're going, and then they find out that there's the lunar sickness, the outbreak, and so they don't want to be stuck in quarantine, so they jump off the train, and here, you start to see a little chemistry between Wolf and Scarlet. There, there's something there that you notice as they're flying through the air, <laughs> coming out of the train. Um. Uh, and so, finally, they, they meet. They go into the forest after they get in the train. And there, they find Ran, which is Wolf's brother. And there's a little bit of conflict there. Ran's like... What are you doing? And Wolf's like, get out of here! And so they they split off from Ran again after Scarlet shoots Ran in like some appendage, I think. Um, so they go off, Wolf and her, and they get to Paris, and they get to the headquarters of Wolf's old gang. But turns out the Wolf. Is actually a wolf in sheep's clothing. Who would have thought, right? And so he's actually bad. He brought her here, and now she's trapped. She's held captive too. Um, but Wolf feels bad. He he's remembering the chemistry they felt. They also kissed already, and they had only known each other for like like a day. And so he he decides that he he wants to help her escape. So. He gets her a little identity chip that she'll be able to get out of her cell with, but it's in such a gross way he like <laughs> he like gives it to her through his like mouth. It's just it's it's it, it's weird. Um and then she's able to escape. Ran shows up again and Ran and Wolf start fighting. Um but during this point, Queen Levana had sent these this gang, this, the Lunar Special Operatives, out to go and create chaos. And so Wolf and Rand are kind of in that mentality right now. They're kind of being controlled at the moment. And so Scarlet's just like running for her life. She's getting out of there. Um, and that's where she meets up with Cinder. And so going back to the beginning of the story, now looking at Cinder's view, you see that she's in jail and she's trying to escape. With her hand and stuff. All her little tools. And she gets into Thorn's cell. We love Thorn. Um. And they. She decides that she can't just leave Thorn. Like she brings him with her. Um. And. Cause Thorn has a ship. And when they get on the ship. Uh. Cinder decides to put that. Um. Ico. Ico. However you say it. Um, she puts the personality chip into the ship so now I go is the ship which is pretty cool and so they go along and they're trying to solve the princess Celine mystery right but like cinder's Celine so she's just kind of dragging Thor along thorn along for this um and they get to scarlet's house and they find out that Scarlet's grandmother like helped cinder get to Earth safe and stuff so they're like alright, we, we need to find grandmother, you know? We need to find Scarlet's grandmother. Um, so they get to France, and they find Scarlet, who is surrounded by these lunar special operatives, and they're able to save Scarlet, and they bring Wolf along too, even though he's still kind of crazy. But he made up for it by saving Scarlet. So, it's fine. And then, so that's kind of what Scarlet, or what Cinder was doing the whole time. And then you go to Kai, um, he's been dealing with Queen Levana. She's been causing issues, you know. Um, but he's been given the task to try and track down Cinder. But he's very conflicted about his feelings for Cinder. Like, if he wants her caught. But he's, he's just hoping that they don't find her. Because he still kind of cares about her. So that's what Kai's doing. So those are the three different people, groups that you follow. And at the end, when Cinder... And Scarlet are together on Thorne's ship. Cinder reveals her identity to Thorn. I, I can't remember what Thorne says, but I'm sure it's something clever and, you know, funny. And then at the very end, uh, Kai agrees to marry Queen Levana, which is like, oh no, Kai, why would you do that? So that's kind of the end of the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about um, Scarlet's character development. Because, uh, I mean, as the main character of the book, we get to see a lot of her and we get to see kind of what's going on inside her head and the conflict that she, she has with trying to find her, her grandma and trying to figure out why, like, all of this would happen. Cause she doesn't know what her grandma was hiding. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> you find out it's quite a big secret, uh, since she was hiding the last known location of Cinder, I think but we get to see scarlet um kind of develop i mean she still remains very headstrong which is good for her and she's very she's a very tough um uh, person she kind of just takes what's thrown at her and kind of runs with it it seems
1: yeah she was like immediately ready to just go and save her grandma she's like all right like as soon as i have this Wolf guy with me, like, I'm set to go, like, let's go right now.
0: Yeah, she doesn't even wait, because it's only a few days, like, she meets Wolf, and then it's only a day later that her and Wolf are going off onto this adventure, and onto this train, which you also get to see the development of Wolf a little bit, too, uh, because you, I mean, he's a new character, right? And you don't, you don't get to see his perspective uh, very often. And so, you get to see him develop in his relationship with Scarlet as he slowly um, kind of opens up to her a little bit more, but still remains fairly closed off, too.
1: Yeah, every time he gets, every time Scarlet gets, like, close to him, he would just always, like, freezes. He just, like, stops his fidgeting, so that's one of his things, he, like, yeah. fidgets a
0: lot, but, like, he just freezes. Yeah, and by the end of it, I think he uh, he stops freezing, doesn't he? Like, he... Yeah, he definitely swore. Like, welpo- that was not English. What were you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to say he almost welcomes her pro- like her closeness. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, he almost seems to like welcome her closeness to him and I mean, at the end of the book, he uh she agrees to become his alpha female, which is quite a bond, I would say. Alright, let's talk about Cinder. Let's talk about Cinder's development. So at, at the end of her book, at the end of the first book, she finds out that she's Celine. And um and she's told by Dr. Ireland to um to escape from prison and then come meet her him. Come meet him in Africa. And like this is shocking news for her, right? So it's throughout this book book that we see her um develop as a lunar and as um like a princess of luna right she she goes from she feels a lot of guilt when she uses her gift and um like it's as soon as she uses her gift that she feels that guilt because she thinks it's unnatural um but as you as uh we go through the book. We slowly start to see her. She still thinks it's unnatural, but she also um, she understands when to use her gift. And, like, the right, well, the better times for her to use her gift. So she's, she uses it to help um, situations instead of trying to hurt people.
1: Yeah. Also, I would say that her whole world has just, like, Turned around on her. She she went through, like, her teenage years feeling that like she was, like, a nobody because of her uh, stepmom and sisters and stuff. She was just treated so bad. And then she's told that she's actually, like, the true princess of Lunar. And she has these powers that she's like, doesn't know how to control and didn't know that she had. Like, it's just a huge change for her.
0: When she doesn't tell anyone at the beginning which i think it's it's interesting that she she doesn't tell anyone um like she keeps that from Iko and Thorn like Thorn thinks that they're trying to find uh Celine he doesn't know that Cinder is Celine until the very end of the book and i think that's that's kind of interesting to it's almost like she doesn't want it to be real and by telling other people they're either not going to believe her or it would make it more real. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. And she's also, like, processing it herself. Like, she doesn't know what to think about it, and
0: she's scared of what other people are going to think about it. Which, Scarlett's actually one of the first people to know that she's Celine, Um, Because she finds out from her, her grandma. Because um, her, her grandma tells her that Cinder is um, actually Celine, and that she needs to go find her, um, because, I mean, Selene, Cinder is very important to the throne, because, I mean, they could kick Levana off, more or less. Speaking of Lavanna, actually, we get to see a, um, a bit more of her, too, because we, she goes from being Um, someone who, like, stays cool and collected through, um, moments of anger to being someone who seems to, uh, you can actually, like, you can see her, uh, start to shake a little bit. You know, like, Kai mentions that her, for a second, her glamour, um, was, uh, was rippling, almost, and she became almost not beautiful, Um, which is not something that you got to see in the first book because she she just appears kind of near the end. And so you get to see her, and I mean, you see her being manipulative. You see her, um, you know, she wants Cinder to be found, but nobody really knows why because they don't know who Cinder actually is, you know? Yeah, no one...
1: No one really understands why she's going after this cyborg person, but, like, Cinder's a huge threat to Levana, like, the biggest threat there is, so she's just so desperate to get to Cinder, but Kai, I think, is a little confused, but just going along with it, as much as, like, he's showing that he's going along with it, but he's just really like, what the heck is happening?
0: Yeah, well, and Kai was just kind of thrown right into that. I mean, like, his his father dies. And then he has to become the Emperor, and then he has to deal with Levana, and then now he has to deal with Cinder being a fugitive and running from the law, kind of thing, when he also has to deal with his feelings of Cinder. Yeah, and that all happened within, like, a week of each other, basically. Because as
1: soon as the, the, his dad died, Levana just, like, jumped immediately. It was yeah. like, video call, right now.
0: Yeah, she, uh... <laughs> that that's an interesting part cuz i mean you know she's like i'm sorry for your loss but let's talk marriage <laughs> yeah yeah so you get to see you get to see a little bit of the struggles that kai faces cuz he's he needs cinder to be found to stop levana but he doesn't want cinder to be found because it's just sentencing her to death um, so he's really, he's really conflicted between his, his personal feelings and politics kind of thing. Yeah. Iko. Iko.
1: Iko, she was a little android thing and now she's a ship. That's a huge change for her.
0: <laughs> yes. Which I love the way that, uh, Miss M- I love the way that Marissa Meyer writes her, um, in because, I mean, her personality is so different from what they show that other androids' personalities are.
1: Yeah, like, she legit has a personality. She's a very loud, like, character and has her opinions.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so you get to see that, like, as a ship, um, her emotions show um, through the temperature or through the lighting kind of thing. And I I really like how that's done, because you get to see personality in Aiko, even though she's a ship. Alright, so Talia, tell t- tell us, um, who is your favorite character so far, and why? Ooh, that's
1: so hard. I love them all. Um, Scarlet's very entertaining. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say, in this book, I'm gonna say Thorn. Because he's just He's so funny. He is that, like, the comedic relief in some of these scenes. And he always has something witty to say. At the beginning, you're kind of like, eh, who is this guy? But, like, by the end, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I I like this guy. So I, I think I'm going to say Thorne, just mostly for his humor. What about you?
0: You know, I think I'm going to go with Kai. I really like um, the scenes that we show or that like that we get to see of Kai. I like seeing um his struggle. Like he's he's he believes he he's believing people that, you know, Cinder was this terrible person or whatever, but he doesn't want to. You know, like he's struggling between what's actually real and um and like you get to he struggles with Lavana and all of um the duties of an emperor. But, like, the main thing on his mind is Cinder.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love Kai, too. Uh,
0: Well, thank you, uh, Talia, for joining us today. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts? Well, let's see.
1: (laughs) I love this series. I
0: love Marissa Meyer's
1: writing style. And I just love how it's, like, it's based on, like, fairy tales. But for some reason, when I was reading Scarlet for the first time, for some reason, I, like didn't think wolf would betray her and i was like what the heck when he did but then i was like oh duh he's the wolf but like for some reason i was i don't, I don't know but it was just so entertaining and i love these books so
0: yeah yeah they're they're really well done so thank you <laughs> um, and thank you to our listeners and um, bye
1: stop stop
0: stop 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 stop